It's HPR, All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. After learning that comedian and actor Louie Anderson had passed away today at 68 due to complications from cancer, we have pulled out Louie's Atherton Studio appearance with us from 2017 as a remembrance. It's Louie Anderson on All Things Considered. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Great to be here. What's your experience with Hawaii like? Uh, I think I came here to the Royal Hawaiian in the late 80s or mid-80s, I'm not quite sure, to the comedy store. Paulie's mom, who has that? Paulie's mom, and um, not only that, I think I was with uh, Jim Carrey and Sam Kennison and uh, Roseanne Barr and people like that. You know, it was five, I think there were three to five comics and it was 15 bucks. Wow. The deals that that they used to have on stuff, huh? Yeah. (laughs) It was fun. It was really fun. It was great experience coming to Hawaii. You know, the beauty of Hawaii is you're going to relax whether you want to or not. Right. Yeah, it's kind of overpowering. That's a great way of putting it. You can't can't fight it when you get on the plane. And if you are fighting it, you're really the only one doing that. Right. And you've come to the wrong place. (laughs) Yeah, you have. (laughs) Wasted a lot of money. You'll be really frustrated. (laughs) Um, You mentioned some some funny folks that that have been part of your, your very colorful life. I couldn't help but look at some of your social media in advance of this. And the temps also in there, I see. Yes, and then I ran into them at the airport. I've opened for them, so that was a really joy to see them at the airport, you know. I opened for almost every single act in Las Vegas in the 80s and 90s. So a lot of those music hybrids you were part of? Yeah, you know, I I opened for Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers and Ray Charles and Glenn Campbell, Natalie Cole, Pointer Sisters... Smokey Robinson, Ray Charles. I mean, I just opened for everybody because I had a clean act. Right. Flavor of that time. And I had an agent who booked a lot of those people. So I got to open for them. It was a great to meet them all. That's advantageous, having the kind of work that can put you into the, that. Uh, any good memories of, of Glenn? That uh, We had Glenn on the show, too. In tw- you know, in I absolutely adored Glenn Campbell. And I don't think people knew. I think sometimes people write off people who are in country. But this guy had an unbelievable voice. But not only that, he played, he, was, thing, he played that guitar like a rock star. Yep. I mean, he could really play that guitar. And he's a real nice guy, too. When you Very know. sweet. So your interactions were cool. You were opening yeah. and he was singing. Actually, he went on and then I went on in the middle while they changed the set wow. for Ray Charles. Because Ray Charles had a country album at one time. So they were double billing. So they double billed those guys at Bally's and I got to be the middle act. I think I got seven minutes or 10 minutes, but I just sat every night on the side of the stage in backstage. That was the best part. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, Ray Charles cried every performance at some point when he was singing, just tears were draping down. Different songs or? Mostly, uh, I want to say it was Georgia. But I, I also want to say it was some other song. But, you know, he just was so overwhelmed by what he was doing. He was so connected to it, he, his tears just flowed out. It must be uh, a lot of challenges when you think about doing gigs like that, where you've got to go on between these legendary, you know, bookends of, of entertainment, and really different ones, too. And you've got to do your bit and make it work in a short amount of time. And I think of this role of Christine on Baskets. I mean, talk about something that is a challenge. I love the quote you said about it. You said, quote, it felt like it was divine intervention when I got the call to be on the show that somehow my mom from the great beyond was finally getting herself into show business where she truly belonged in the first place. I agree. I I think that 
My mom, I always thought she was a person of, she, you know, when she walked in a room, people noticed her and she commanded. She had a lot of charisma. She had 11 children and she put up with my dad, who was an extremely abusive alcoholic, but she never, ever let us feel the brunt of that in a sense. You know, she always had a smile. She always got up every morning and made us breakfast our whole lives. And I can still smell the oatmeal, the eggs, the toast and bacon. And I just think that she, I always thought to myself, this is a woman who really could have been in show business or anything, could have been a politician or a, or could have been a, a led a company, but she led our family. And so I feel like I'm responsible for uh, holding up that. And then to get a chance to play her is such a great homage. You know, I just loved her. And so now just like a dream come true. Right. I think I'm just a, a vehicle for this. I actually do a vessel and uh, I try to honor it. I try to make Louis Anderson the person disappear in there. And it's a visual challenge too, because they have to really do you up to make that happen. You know, and, and you know, people think it's my hair often, <laughs> which is really funny, right? I go, yeah, sure, I disagree with them. I never argue with people. Hey, aren't you that one guy? I go, I sure am. <laughs> you know, because people just say, you know, um, those kind of things. And why dispel if it makes them happy? Right, because that's the idea. Of yeah, because, you doing. know, people really don't want to hear your opinion. They just want you to confirm that they're right, don't you think? I mean, is that, I mean, the goal of what you're doing, what feels, because it's so different every when you're, you're playing music, you're a broadcaster, you're a painter, you get a good feeling when you see them laugh. It's just, is that really the idea? Is it more like you feel like your craft is developing? or Both, but mostly I feel like I've relieved their pain. There's it's a form of therapy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think I make people forget their troubles for an hour and a half. I think, or an hour, whatever I'm up there. Is it harder with all the dark stuff happening? Like, does it, or does it, what's your, what's your perspective? If you were to put your pulse on things, does it seem like things are kind of going off the rails or is that just my imagination? You know, I just think it's secular. And I think this is the same feeling I had in the sixties and the early seventies. You know, Russia was a problem then in the sixties, riots in the streets, trouble in politics. All those things were going on when I was growing up. And I think it's a louder now because we have more forms of communication for it. people. We hear, yeah, we're, everything's a lot uh, more audible because we either got an interrupted uh, with Walter Cronkite for a CBS report or we had the 6.30 evening news. But, you know, in the newspaper, those were the things. But there were lots of protests and riots and you know, all kinds of things going on in the 60s and 70s. And then people tend to like think that it's more going on now. I still find that and I'm hopeful that this is a better place and there are more people trying to make it better than there are people trying to make it worse. Well, it's a great parallel, something you point out. During a lot of dark times, some incredible art was made, a lot of great comedy, movies, music. You think of the period you're talking about during Vietnam, there were just so many bands almost as a reaction to it. Um, but then I think about how that relates to your, your development. Henny Youngman plays yeah. a critical role. So we're talking about classic folks. It's 1981, a comedy competition. Explain how this dude runs into your life in such a Well, he way. was the ju- one of the judges. There were three judges. He bonded with me or thought I was great. I just saw the tape of that. My friend who ran that festival 
sent me the tape of my performance and boy, I just have changed so much. I was more of a one-line comic back then. I still love a great joke, but um, I think what happened was that he said, you know, I came in third out of uh, three people. They always say in my publicity that I won it, but I, I always say, I quit fighting with them. <laughs> but I, I came in third. There was a guy who did song parodies, came in first, and a guy who juggled fire came in second. And when I accepted the speech, I said, I'm just glad there wasn't an accordion player who told jokes. <laughs> and Henny thought that was good. And then I started writing for his grandson and him. His grandson was a big guy like me, so I wrote jokes for him and wrote for Henny. Wow. And uh, we, we stayed friends up until his death. That's powerful. Um, and uh, and I, I could keep you for a long time, but there's another, before I let you go, there's a great thing that you, a lot of comedians kind of like that it's a good parallel you are taking this comedic thing into new generations and new paths there were a lot of people that came before you and like Henny there's another cat who played a pivotal role your first late night TV was Carson yeah when I was a kid that was you know my mom and dad every night when I said goodnight to them they'd be watching that on TV and there you are 1984 exciting at the time so exciting first of all I grew up as a poor kid in St. Paul so I would watch The Tonight Show with my dad, who was a jazz musician with Hoge Carmichael. He would let me stay up and watch the comedians. My dad was a trumpet and cornet player. And so it was full circle for me, you know. Here I am, this kid in the Projects of St. Paul, watching The Tonight Show, watching these comedians. In 1984, I'm backstage, and I hear Johnny Carson say, here's a young guy from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, making his television debut, and here I am now in Hawaii, and I'm at the Blue Note, a jazz club. Right. So I feel like a full circle here, too. Louis Anderson here on member-supported Hawaii Public Radio, all things considered in our Atherton Performing Arts Studio. Hope you had fun. I enjoyed this. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you. Aloha, it's Louis Anderson. Hey, don't you even think of touching that dial. We're here with our good friend Dave Lawrence. Hi, Dave. 